If you are interested in starting your own podcast, we use Buzzsprout because it is simple and easy to use. Buzzsprout can get your show listed on every major platform while giving you the resources for a great podcast website, audio players that can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, and tools to promote your episodes. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and that is why over 100,000 podcasters are already subscribed to Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Following the link in our episode descriptions, let's Buzzsprout know that we sent you. So in return, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift card from Buzzsprout while signing up for a paid plan. Most importantly, every subscription through our link is always appreciated and helps support our show so we can continue delivering the quality content that you guys listen to. That being said, back to the show. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junkies. I'm Andrew. This is Joe. And this time we're coming at you and we're going to be looking at the rise of graphic novels. So, I mean, everybody's probably heard of them at this point if you're listening to this podcast. But for those who don't know, a graphic novel is more or less a comic book. I mean, what like even is a graphic novel anymore? Uh, is there really a firm definition? I, I was actually going to open up this pod with a definition, too. I defined it as a long story with art presented as a comic book but published as a book. Interesting. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that all makes sense. But I mean, you know, like nowadays, like, is that as small as like a single issue comic? Does it have to be prestige format? Are we talking like a trade, like a collection of individual stories or has it got to be original? I would say it's a pretty broad definition. But speaking of graphic novels, congrats on your manga. Thanks. I mean, yeah, I guess that's kind of like a graphic novel. Like that's the you, size of a phone book. You love graphic uh, novels. For sure. I mean, that's what this whole podcast basically is reviewing. But uh, yeah, thanks for the shout out. For those who don't know, first appearance of Hunter Hunter and manga. Just got that in the mail from Japan today. Very quick over there. Like came in like two days. So shouts out. Is it actually coming from Japan or do they got like a warehouse here to get it to you? That no, no. Uh, it's a it's storefront. So who I go through, it's actually like almost like a chain of like memorabilia type stores almost like they have like DC comics listed as a category on there. I mean, it's nothing you or I would really be looking for, but they've got like everything pop culture over there. And there's like, I don't know, but probably at least half a dozen locations because they have to check the storefront before uh, they can confirm that they still have it and ship it to you. But no, the last one I got is from like Nagoya, Japan. So no, they're just expedient. That's Good system cool. over there. Yeah. Hell yeah. But I guess to get back to the topic i guess the benefit of a graphic novel is that you can read the whole story at once as opposed to like in comic books you have to buy each issue individually although they don't appreciate the same way that comic books do like collecting the no. individual issues it's a great way to attract interested readers more so than collectors yeah, they're way more accessible, too. I mean, you can find them at like Barnes and Noble or, you know, certain other stores even will carry them. They're like Target even has some. Uh, so, I mean, they're they make it more accessible for people to read um, for like the casual fan or the those that are slightly interested. Because, I mean, honestly, if you were to try and navigate a uh, comic book store on your own with like no prior experience or like a guide with you, it, it would be pretty overwhelming. You know, if you just saw like a Spider-Man movie, and you're like, I want to read Spider-Man. Like, how the hell are you supposed to know where to start? Uh, especially nowadays with all the different volumes, like I would be so confused. But yeah, I mean, it makes it nice and accessible. I mean, it almost seems like things today are being 
made for graphic novels per se like in the trade format specifically kind of to what you alluded to it's not really a collectible thing i mean i'm sure there are people who do i've heard a lot of talk actually about people collecting like omnibuses and stuff like that which you know those are actually pretty expensive for being a giant graphic novel you know get the nice hardcover the dust jacket oh yeah and you know just uh (laughs) you know just a big uh i don't know like bougie book of like comics basically but yeah like you said if you want to go like the collector route you probably want uh you know just your standard back issue comic but like us there's no way that we could review half the books that we've read if we did it without trades or graphic novels it'd be such a pain in the ass to try and track down single issues for all of those we'd be blowing wads on ebay trying to get them all shipped in time to read so the i mean the graphic novel or like specifically the trade format is pretty clutch that was actually a a talking point that I had too. There's so many different things to talk about when it comes to graphic novels, but I guess where I figured I would start is that they're definitely a lot more popular than they used to. I didn't oh, even yeah. kind of think about that. I feel like things you're right are being made with the intent of like making a graphic novel out of it. Absolutely. I, um, I think it's like a good thing and a detriment, dude, because think about it, uh, like the story arcs, like the length and like how the pacing of the stories is nowadays. It could be lackluster, but you'll get like a whole six to 12 issue like run just so they can brand it under one name and put it out in like a, a trade a few months later. You can see like nowadays, especially at like, you know, DC and Marvel, just seeing all of the trades coming out are just specifically like made to be read that way compared to how it was i suppose yeah i I was i didn't do a lot of research for this topic i figured it'd mostly just be improv but it looks like uh graphic novels started kind of like in the 80s is yeah like i think even like in like the 70s a little bit i think there was literally like a marvel graphic novel line like flat out but yeah basically you know heading into that was like the advent of them becoming more prominent but boomed during the pandemic I read oh, that yeah. sales of adult graphic novels actually doubled in 2021 and that a lot of people think it's because of the comic book movies being a thing that drives you know people to the theaters or streaming services. So there was like a huge growth in graphic novels as a result, but also like people kind of, you know, like TV kind of declining also is another reason to attribute to like this kind of newer success with graphic novels. We touched on it a little bit last episode, but my poll is a lot bigger than it ever has been. So I also feel like the genre has attracted a lot more writers and artists in general, which also opens up the doors for more graphic novels to be sold. So you're absolutely right. Like to put it in perspective, almost half of our episodes can be like credited to being graphic novels that we picked up digitally so although i'm not a collector of graphic novels i personally appreciate how accessible it has become and how easy it is to read classic stories without actually having to buy those individual issues there's no way we would have been able to read half of the stories that we have and reviewed them just by finding like the original issues for those uh stories so i don't get me wrong like i love collecting individual issues but it would be almost like financially impossible to go directly to the source every time you want to read something so in addition to that i feel like it's kind of globally more accessible 
mm-hmm. considering like we were even able to read that bat manga digitally, which I feel like would have been very difficult to source in the event that graphic novels were unpopular. Yeah, no, I'm completely with you. And, uh, you know, specifically our little like corner of uh, the graphic novel world, you know, specifically like superhero comics actually isn't like the biggest portion of, uh, you know, well, you know, that's ver- verbatim. That's just uh, bro talk. I don't actually have any statistics to really back that up. But it really seems like the growth markets for graphic novels have really been uh, to like kids or young adults. Um, because there's a lot of like DC specifically that I've noticed, like original graphic novels, you know, targeted at young adults slash teens. I mean, it all looks like garbage to me because I'm not the target market, but like it's definitely something that they're focusing on. And then, I mean, outside of superhero stuff, though, um, as you're mentioning, like uh, globally, um, you got to think that manga or manga rather is the probably the biggest driver of that. Say it with um, your chest. CBJ calls it manga manga you but uh, correct yourself i says it both ways potato potato you know what i mean the safe but, space uh, here it is safe i feel I, good i like manga same you know it just it feels right feels texan feels, yeah american yeah. manga i'll say manga when i'm not in america but yeah I'm when here. i'm when i'm elsewhere yeah <laughs> You know, when in Rome, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but uh, back to my original point, I'm saying that manga, manga, manga. See, I did it again, trying to be too appropriate. Anywho, I believe that that's driving most of the global market. I mean, not only is it big, you know, where it originated in Japan, obviously, but, you know, maybe it's because I'm not as like hip. But I mean, there's always definitely been anime manga fans over here, uh, but it really feels like it's really been kicking up over like the past, I don't know, like five to ten. And it feels like most people like it's entered the mainstream at this point, the same way that comics kind of did with like the MCU and, you know, like through film and stuff like that feels like uh, anime and manga are doing the same thing. Because I actually was reading, I don't have the exact numbers, but it's like the majority of growth was literally attributed to that. Like, I think specifically like My Hero Academia, I was like, how is that the best selling thing? Like, period. But it's like, shit's hot right now. And then, I mean, if we're not talking about manga, we're talking about Dogman, like straight up kids graphic novels. Like, you remember Captain Underpants? It's like in the same vein as that. I do. Yeah, I don't think it's our our boy Dev Pilkey. I think it's... uh. A woman named Raina Talgemeyer or something. I don't know. I'm truly not that familiar. But like that shit's popping right now, too. Obviously, we're not children, so we're not reading Dogman. But like, ooh, she's rolling in the green, brother. And so it's like graphic novels are hitting everywhere, you know, and it's, I guess that's a good thing, you know, like Rising Tide, you know, it's bringing everything up. But yeah, uh, I, I read something else online, too, and I, I don't know the legitimacy of it. This is just more bro talk, but. Uh, like, All conspiracies been, like Barnes and Nobles was like a lot of their sales actually came from like the manga department. And well, you, well duh, it's a Paula Deen cookbooks or, you know, like Vanity Fair. And then there's, yeah, there's My Hero Academia and all this, you know, everyone's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Which, anyway, I, I feel like graphic novels kind of read like manga. And because manga is more popular than ever, I find people I find that people like prefer the graphic novels to comics because not everybody's a collector like us and they don't have to worry about like mishandling it they can comfortably like lend it to people without having to worry about like replacing the product they don't have no pyramid of boxes near mint you know what i mean and i'm sure you could probably get like close to what you paid for it if you yeah i mean sell it 
they hold value unless you like chuck it like a frisbee every other day. I mean, I've got a few physical copies, and honestly, I think one of them's like slept on. I think it's like the original. It's knowing me, it's not the first print, but it doesn't have the dust jacket, and apparently, that's a whole rigmarole that I don't understand. Like the nuances of like trade collecting, it's just like I don't get it, bro. Because there's sneaky oh i mean obviously like a lot of printings for these things so it's like trying to figure out what printing you got's got to be a pain in the dupa i mean usually you get like a barcode on a comic and it says it's got a little two there and you're like oh clearly but these things i don't know what printing i have i mean my physical collection i have what are they i don't even know what like the series is called it's like an early dc like showcase it's not showcase but it's like that i have like what captain marvel so shazam like one and two or three and then i have like a couple superman ones and a flash one uh and then i have justice by alex ross that we had reviewed plug and then also uh crisis on infinite earths which we also read plug so you can go back and check those out and if you want to read them obviously those are going to be more accessible same with watchmen i had a physical copy of that i lent it to gary should probably check on that but i got that from target that's what i'm talking about you can get you can go up there and get that for like 20 bucks or less and i mean that's a classic i mean even if you're brand new to comics like good investment and then like you said, it's good to disperse to people because I remember even back in college, you always had that trade of Watchmen. I remember you kind of passing it around to at least a couple people try and get their, uh, you know, dip their toes in. And, uh, you yeah, know, uh, I mean, kinda I, religious I don't think we, almost. Yeah. You know, here's your Bible. But, uh, you know, I don't think anybody really completely bought in, but everybody enjoyed the experience. And, you know, at least that's one step closer to uh, it's like raising awareness you know, comic book awareness. We're not looking for like the comic book answer or solution or cure rather, but uh, we're raising awareness. You know, he just handed out In like fact, a pamphlet. Don't bring a cure around. It's strictly awareness. It's just awareness. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we need the money to so you know. But, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I do want to highlight some notable graphic novels because we're yeah. on the topic. Like I remember being in high school and reading Art Spiegelman's Mouse that Mouse. came out in 1986. Low key, high key, the best thing I probably read in high school, top five for sure. Not just because it was a graphic novel, but because it's like actually like a good story. So I own this one, but yeah, it, it just goes to show how important graphic novels can be. Like everybody in the class had one. Like that's how accessible it was. And it, noting that like it can make its way into school curriculums because it's an easy form of storytelling and like actually has like some serious weight to it. But not only that, but like Frank Miller's like Dark Knight Returns changed Batman forever. That was also in 1986. That's uh, prestige format. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, do, I don't own one of those, but maybe one day. But Alan Moore's uh, Watchmen. You're right. I pass that around a lot. Still own that not as good as the titles I listed above, but being in sci-fi class in like a college, they had us all pick up V for Vendetta. Oh, um, sick. Yeah, so stuff like that. And like, there's stories that I've liked so much that we've read digitally that I have bought the graphic novel to it. So I think I have like All-Star Superman, which we haven't reviewed no. for the pod. No, we have not. Uh, but that's my favorite story in comics i own all 12 issues and i own the graphic novel just because i don't want to give people my first 12 issues to borrow if they want to read it but i also own craven's last hunt too nice yeah so i don't know it's a great place to start if you're interested in picking up stories 
I say that because it's similar to comic books. The art allows for like a really cool storytelling that isn't available in traditional reading. Like in Mouse, you could see like, for example, like branding on one of the characters arms. And it was like alluding to the fact that they like escaped the Holocaust, but you didn't have to actually write or say anything to kind of represent that visually. Um, So it's just cool little nuances like that. I think the visuals also make for the story to be pretty engaging, considering you could read a graphic novel on like every genre of literature ever. So I feel like there's a pretty big stigma that it's just entertainment for kids because I mean, a lot of that's true to your point about Captain Underpants. But I also Dog feel man. like there's a potential for mature storytelling. So, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I mean, shoot, I honestly they've come in very clutch for me a number of times. Used to keep a <laughs> this one's fun. I used to keep my uh, Golden Age Superman. I was like issues one through four. I used to keep that in like the bathroom closet, you know, in case I needed some material. Very clutch, you know. The last bastion of American freedom, really. You know, what do you want to do with your time? You read a little bit of Golden Age Superman, you know. You got them memorized? No, I don't. But uh, it otherwise does come in clutch when, it, besides Superman being in the bathroom, <laughs> is uh, the power went out for like a day or two. It was nuts. And uh, I had no entertainment because apparently like without Wi-Fi, like my cell network is like doo-doo doo-doo brown dude it sucks so i couldn't do anything couldn't charge my phone so i was like oh no but clutch what was laying under my bed silver age flash volume one so you know i got pretty well read on like early flash issues we're talking like well obviously all the showcase issues there was even a golden age one with the rival uh basically the reverse flash for jay garrick um and then uh into the Gorilla Garage trilogy. And so that was pretty cool. It's nice to just have them around. You know, I didn't have to go fumbling through and, you know, untape and hope I didn't get a tape pull on like one of my books. It was just literally just a hardcover book and you just sit there and you just chill out, put a little bookmark in it. And, you know, it makes it more digestible and it gives you like a good little chunk of story too. So it's like, you'll find something you like in the graphic novel. And if you don't, you'll move on to something else. But yeah, they do go hard. I do worry a little bit about uh, comics being made or tailored specifically towards graphic novels um, because it does seem like the formatting is like they have the intent of writing it out in chunks. So where it can be easily broken out into a graphic novel. And I have no idea if, you know, that's going to continue. It kind of seems that way because it seems more marketable. But yeah, hopefully like good storytelling prevails and it's not just like clipping and shipping to make it into a trade and hopefully you know it's the content of the book and then they just happen to turn it into a trade which not to get too off topic the silver age you feel i've seen a lot of people going back to poll discussion slightly the writing in comics today seems to be a lot better like in our polls like you said kind of got that silver agey feel where it can't be dumb but it can be more goofy again and I, I, I've been appreciating that, like specifically Shazam and World's Finest. So it's like I, I'm interested to see how like that loosely Silver Agey storytelling, how that would present in a trade. Uh, since like if you like flip through the back issue bins, like that stuff's pretty nonsensical half the time and doesn't correlate to anything. So it's like it wouldn't make much sense to do trades that way. It's just a matter of how long story arcs are now. Because, I mean, you figure what they're at minimum four issues or pretty much nowadays. Sometimes you get two if you're lucky and it's not overly drawn out, but usually four to six issues. And that's perfect. Sell it for 15, 20 bucks. Like, oh, 
when I started collecting, actually, one of the first things I did get was graphic novels. And that was right around New 52 time. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was at Barnes and Nobly. And I uh, got the, uh, what was it, Green Arrow Volume 2 or 3? I don't know. And I thought it was so sick, but like that's because I didn't know what good comics were. But like, so it's good for that. I'd say it's definitely good. Like if one, you know what you want and it's not easy to come across or two, you just are like bored and or new to comics and just want to try stuff out. I've just been steady rambling. No, no. All that all that was good. I guess maybe I failed you, but I don't I don't have more on the topic. I don't think there's much more to the topic unless we want to, you know, kind of circle back to the same things we've already talked about. So with that said, I think we'll call it here, gang. We'll catch you next time. You know what to do in the meantime. CBJ pod on Instagram. You can go hit us up there. CBJ podcast on Facebook. If it's up, they keep trying to beef with us. And I don't know if it's legit or not, but we're legit. And if one of y'all is reporting us for like copyright, that doesn't make sense because we own all the comic book junkie stuff. So leave me alone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but honestly, CBJ uh, Facebook is basically going to get everything from our Instagram. So I'd recommend if you have Instagram to go straight there. Um, we do have a YouTube if you want. Basically, it's a good backup for everything that we have on our podcast app. So everything we have will also live also on YouTube. And yeah, other than that, you know, just stay tuned. We're still dropping new episodes every other Wednesday. Next time, also going to be a surprise. I will tell you it's likely going to be a topic. Got a little game of catch up to play if you want to know how the sausage is made. So we're going to be two dudes shitting around about something else for you next time as well. And uh, you'll love it when you hear it. Is there anything you want to say to anyone? Yeah, it's not an excuse. So I, I just very much appreciate you guys bearing with us through all these topics and stuff like that they're not love getting the topics, lazy Joe. we just we this got is, a lot on our plate but this is we the do show. have some really now you're apologizing don't you uh correct yourself this is our show dude we're doing the show and they're junkies with us no i know i just i just don't want to come across as lazy they're friends of the junkies we I, haven't I missed a release date friends, yet too. no true true and real um true and real I, we, we do got some good stuff planned and we're back on track. So thank you guys. Yeah, no more major life events. So more focus on, the, well, some major life events for some of us, but we're getting back to uh, even state. So yeah, more attention to the CBJ, more fun stuff, more graphic novel reviews, which that's our bread and butter. And you know that unless you're new here. And, in and that hopefully case, welcome. Some, uh, some more guests too. I would like that. We need to ramp that back up too. A lot of fun times to be had, but we can keep, you know, rambling all day. So we appreciate you. Keep on listening. If you don't tell a friend and see if they'll listen and uh, we'll catch you next time. Later, guys.